welcome to episode 26 of Girls Interrupting. Wow. This month we read Mighty Captain Marvel, Volume 1, by Margaret Stoll and Ramon Rosanas. With me, as always, is Star Commander Jackie. Woo woo! Alien bounty hunter Monica. Hey! And soap opera star B. <gasps> That's me! <laughs> I'm sitting here going, 26 episodes, that doesn't seem like that much. That's like half a year, and I went, you're an idiot, no. they're monthly. That's 26 months. 26 yeah. months. And then I had to figure out how many years that was. Look, I'm not great at math, guys. Two years, one month. It's two years, two months, motherfucker! And I mean, out of few misses and you know what (laughs) holidays are tough especially when a couple of us work retail or have parents who want to live with us (laughs) periodically yikes and they're so much (laughs) (laughs) all the time so much i'm so much anyway i'm shelby before we get started let's see what's happening from the bullpen first of all um we announced our patreon last month on our facebook and if you haven't checked it out obviously no obligation but like check it out but check it out. Honestly, and, uh, though, we all got kind of reclaimed. We did. We made our goal, which we actually did, did not actually think we'd do. Had no idea what actually happened. Yeah. We, we set a goal that we thought was reasonable, but probably not immediately reachable of $50. And we're at 62 right now. $62. So thank you to all of you. Especially Andy. Kelly, Megan, Steffi, Thomas, Teresa, and Susan. Thank you. We love all of you. You guys are so great. You're helping us get out to new people. You're helping us get some old school comics that are hard to find. Mm -hmm. You're helping us help run NOTLG. Yeah. So we really, honestly, really, 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 really appreciate it. Times 1,000. We are 100% DIY around here. Everything is from the ground up, us. Um, or people who love us helping us mm-hmm. out so we we're, we're doing this all from love so we appreciate the love that you guys are sending our way yeah and um yeah we're getting a lot more listens recently and so we kind of wanted to super see, fun <laughs> um uh we wanted to see what we could do with some ads and some stuff so mm-hmm. yeah thank you for making it possible we appreciate yes. you and love you we love all of you uh, we also All right, before f- we get actually for know, no. here, like, we're like, oh my God, oh my we God. need to like, we need that's to, it, that's the show. Good night. we need to uterus up and like get this done. <laughs> Four to five. Four to five. All right. So uh, in Marvel, cin- well, not cinematic universe, Marvel TV universe news. I think it's part of the MCU. True. It's true. Actually. It's true. Um, the Defenders dropped two weeks ago, last week. Two weeks ago, I think. Two weeks ago. Oh my God. Has it only been two weeks? Yeah. It's only been two weeks. Jesus. So who's watched and how many? I have watched the whole thing. Mm-hmm. As is tradition. As mm-hmm. tradition. I go mm-hmm. to LA, watch mm-hmm. it with my best friend. We mainline them, basically. Easier the time. this time. There's only eight. Yeah. yeah. Much easier this time. Um, we are through episode six, I think. Unless yes. you've watched without me, which is completely fair because I don't like it. So here's <laughs> the thing is that once I get started, I just want to finish mm-hmm. it. Um, especially oh, that's how I felt about the dentist today. <laughs> I would say, especially if it's not super great, I just I just want to be done so I can move on. But this one is is dragging her heels. I am on dragging me. my heels because I am not enjoying it. There is not enough Jessica. Mm-hmm. There's way too goddamn much Danny Rand. I hate that it's all about the hand. I I don't think it's as good as it could be. Oh yeah, and I feel like personally, it's dragging a little bit for me. Which is crazy because anytime I talk about Netflix, I'll usually say. I wish they would only have eight or ten episodes. Even the shows that I like, because I think it's cleaner, it's shorter, it gets to the point, and there's mm-hmm. no filler. I and yet I still I feel like there's it, there honestly filler. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I, maybe I was in gr- a grumpy mood or something, but I'm just so done with Danny, and it feels like it's almost like like sixty percent Danny. Well, and it it is it is a lot Danny. So the problem, of course, is is the 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 plot of the show is actually basically from Iron Fist. So if you yeah. never watched Iron Fist, it is kind of hard to pick up what's going on, probably because it goes directly from that. Which that's I will because say, Iron Fist is the one most people say you don't want, you shouldn't watch. Right. Um, I will say though, I absolutely live for um, Jessica. And, oh, she's the best um, part, and she's not in it enough. And Luke. right, right, Jessica, Luke. But um, I love Jessica and Matt together. I think they're hilarious and such a good time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, really, I love well, her like I making say, fun though, of him. That's and just, all, and I know we differ. On Daredevil. Right. Especially the show. But that's mostly Jessica being hilarious and picking at him so that he then gets pissy and then they get into these weird, cute, like, 
like right, picking on each other that. fights. I like that too. And I, if if all the episodes were them in that Chinese restaurant arguing about whether or not they should be eating food and like picking <laughs> at each other, I would watch the shit out of Domestic de- uh, Defenders. But yeah. it's mostly just Danny telling people he's the immortal Iron Fist, brooding and being shitty at kung fu. Like, I'm just frustrated. I mean, I can I can see that. I think it's a little better than you're giving it credit for. I'm sure that it is. Maybe I was watching it and I was in a pissy mood. I'm not sure, but it's I'm not, not enjoying it. It's not the worst. <laughs> well, it no, is, because it is no M- Iron Fist. Iron Fist is the fucking worst. Exactly. So I would say if you're listening, listeners, it's it's decent to watch, especially if you're just I mean, you should watch it. or whatever. You should watch it because it has Jessica in it. You get Luke back. Misty's pretty fucking Misty's awesome. Misty's pretty it. great in it. I think. Matt, this is the least annoying Matt's been for me. Exactly. Since like the first three episodes of season one. Him and Jessica together are match made in heaven. Yes. I just love them I together. love, um, we haven't talked about Queen Sigourney Weaver being mm-hmm. just fucking amazing. Love her so much. She's so great. She's, she's so just, good. And she's like, she's, she's, she's above this show. She, uh, thank you for attending Sigourney she, Weaver. She does, she, she does the, <laughs> she does the quietly menacing very well. Very well. Where she's just statuesque in her amazingly well tailored oh outfits. Um, but then she I love stands- how like old she is mm-hmm. and how like she only just gives hints that she's like, yes she just drops these little thing. things and you're like what it's like wait did you did you know Brahms personally <laughs> so good anyway, but anyway. anyway there is a lot of Iron Fist so I be aware hate it. and they ruin him so I haven't yeah. seen it yeah oh no 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 I signed up for this oh okay yeah. I mean, I wanted some opinions from the crowd. You Speaking should watch it. I think I maybe I was just pissy. I'm the minority here, and that's fair. I mean, it's on the ever-expanding list it's, of things to watch. Yeah. yeah, as I was watching it, I was going, this is this is fine. This is enjoyable. I'm having a, I'm having a good time. I wasn't super into it like I was... Um, like Jessica when, or Luke? Yeah, like when I'm like when I was watching Jessica Jones, I'm like 100% focused. Like I'm I'm in mm-hmm. the outside world ceases to exist. Like mm-hmm. this is this is it. Um, so I was like, this for me was like I, I would give it like a solid C. Mm-hmm. I think actually I think Daredevil season one was more interesting for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the first one. Um, Charlie Cox is amazing. He wasn't nearly as annoying. Um, and I was into it. I was yeah. watching. And like Luke Cage, I was in and I was watching. Jessica Jones couldn't look away. Iron Fist, shoot me in the face. It's awful. Yeah. And so I think I'm still kind of coming off of that. Yeah. Because yeah, I think it's also like, you know, when they first announced this, what, three, four, five years ago, whenever mm-hmm. it was, the idea that like, I was just excited for Defenders. Yeah. And then that we were getting these series to come before it to build together yes. two Defenders. I thought it'd be like the first Avengers film. And what? it ended up being more kind of this rocky peak of, I think if Iron Fist hadn't been so poorly received, things would have been a lot different. Yeah. Well, because yes. if they would have just done Iron Fist correctly, mm. well, I think we wouldn't they, have this problem. If they had done Iron Fist correctly and then not done season two of Daredevil. If it had been one, two, three, four defenders, I think that that would have been better. I don't hate season two. Of Daryl, um, no, I just so. mean I think Iron Fist would have gotten more, would have been done better if they hadn't done season two first, because they would have taken the time they did season two and put that into building Iron Fist correctly. Maybe. I mean, they My do theory. they do split the creative teams among the four, and maybe that was part of it too. Of I don't know who ran Defenders. But, like, I think taking four different creative approaches to four different shows and kind of pushing That's it tough. into one. Not much I will say the cinematography drove me fucking batshit. I hated it so oh, much. Oh, really? I kind of liked that you always knew who you were with because the, because of the, the colors in the and background. the colors changed. All right, damn. I hated it so hard. And they're like, <laughs> the only thing like, I liked about it. Literally, they're like, they'll have conversations, and for some reason, the camera's outside the window in the corner. And oh, like, I'm so you're watching them that. from like some weird fucking angle that doesn't make any sense. Or like, it, the, the, the camera will do this weird swing under them. Like, poor Sigourney Weaver, the goddess that she is. There's this one shot. They literally filmed below her chin as she's walking out a revolving door. Anyway. So. Not what I'm talking about. I was talking more about when we're with Luke, we know we're with Luke because it's yellow. <laughs> and when we're with Jessica, it's purple. And when we're with Daredevil, it's red. And if they're both in the scene, we have red and yellow. <laughs> so green. 
Yeah, it's really great. Wait, guess. that's not right. That's bad color. No, I liked. I honestly, <laughs> yeah, I liked it. I legitimately liked it in like the first couple episodes, and then it got a little cheesy for me. It just to me felt more like an ensemble show because of the ensemble. fact they remembered where Luke comes from and they remembered what people liked about the show. Not the they songs or anything, because I did like the music. I well, think even the just the coloration feel. was a little. But intense. I mean, the feel of it, because you can't, you can't have. I guess you can have Jessica and Luke walking into the darkness of Matt Murdock's. But if Matt Murdock is walking in to Jessica and Luke, he has to come out of the darkness and be with them because they both operate in the day. I don't know. I just I like the juxtaposition of where they all generally work, mm-hmm. like mixing together. I'm talking about the literal colors. The okay, well, were. look, I'm not a cinematographer, okay? <laughs> I am an <laughs> idiot television enjoyer, and I liked it. I'm sorry I'm not fancy. No. All right, well, moving on. Speaking Damn. of fancy, <laughs> Misty Knight gets a fancy um, Dude, her arm arm. awesome. She gets mm-hmm. a fancy arm, which we're all excited about. about time. I thought look. she, I literally thought she was going to lose it in Luke Cage because yeah. she, she, she got, got hit shot. in that arm. No, we got so excited about it. And then <laughs> they were more excited for someone to lose a limb. I've never been, well, Matt and I legitimately cheer when it happens because. Because you're getting Misty Knight. Well, yeah, not because we want her, you no, know. No, because you're getting Misty from the comics. But also, we're probably going to get Daughters of the Dragon. Mm. I don't know what that is. It's a Misty and Colleen. Mm. Oh, shit! Team up! Oh, that's right! Yes. Luke and Danny have Heroes for Hire, and then they have... That's well, right. cause, but later, after Luke and Danny like disband Heroes for Hire, um, so in the Civil War era, original Civil War, um, well... Well, they like go to they go on the run mm-hmm. and Misty and Colleen sign the accords and they start yeah. all ladies yeah, heroes yeah. for hire Boom. and the boys are like how dare you you stole our name and they're like what you weren't using it <laughs> <laughs> speaking of ladies um, Wasp got a new costume mm-hmm. online I'm in the comics or in the movies? I don't think the I saw movies. That. The movie they they show what she's gonna wear in the next movie, um, Ant Man and the Wasp, mm-hmm. and I hate to be Kenneth about it. Oh but no. I'm sad it's not yellow. I'm sad it's not yellow. Of course it's not going to be yellow. I feel like, like if she X-Men didn't have yellow outfits in the movies. I just I just feel like yeah. she is a wasp. Wasp should be yellow. They should be yellow. I mean, it's not very like, you know, it's not good camouflage to be yellow everywhere. Look. I mean, you're just happy because she looks like Shep. Um, <laughs> don't look at me. Well, she I mean, great. it's mostly black with red accents. It's tactical. So why like can't it's navy. why can't was oh, it? Okay, well, it's a dark color except for red accents. And why can't those red accents be yellow? I just don't understand. I th- I do like it's not overly sexual. It mm. does look like something that yes. she can actually use as armor. Mm. I mean, it's got boot plates, I guess, but I'm not against the boot plates in this yeah. instance. I looked it up. Yeah. I really like it. Yeah. And they're not boob plates. It's literally like that's where boobs generally go. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's I mean, the, the the big valley in between them is a little bit strange, but at least it's not a shit ton of cleavage. Well, no, also, there's no, she's, she's not fighting like guys with swords. So I'm not concerned yeah. about her having like a, the thing. in But the that also yeah. would be kind of um, insecty, right? Yeah. Kind of yes. Uh, well, segmented. Also it's, mm-hmm. uh, if she ever gets punched in the heart, like she's got protection now. She got this. <laughs> I like it. I think it looks like she can move in it. Looks, you know, not overly sexual. So, yeah, I, I do. I, I like the look of the armor. I'm just going to be that pedantic <laughs> fan who goes, "Why isn't it yellow?" I will agree <laughs> that if there was red highlighting, it could have been yellow highlighting. She is the wasp, but this is what we're doing. Because, like, that's, that's I, my, you know what it is. It's because Ant Man's was red. <laughs> Ant Man's was highlighted <laughs> in red. Because that's my favorite wasp outfit. Is the one that's almost all black except for like um like accents in like a long sort of mm-hmm. Y shape. Um, yellow. Where it's it's like, it's more like gold really than just yeah. yellow, yellow. I mean, I agree. I'm just excited. I'm just excited about Michelle Fiverr. Yeah. Dude. Number one, Michelle Fiverr. Number two, I'm excited she's going to have a real part and get to be a real fucking hero in her own goddamn movie. Yeah. Still mean, mad about it. You mean Evangeline Lily? Yes. We were talking yes. about Michelle Fiverr. Michelle Fiverr. No, I, was, I said number one, Michelle Fiverr. Number two, oh, Evangeline Lily finally getting to be the hero she should have been in it when one. Still bitter. Yes. yes. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. Yes. All right. Speaking always, of always more ladies. That's the rule. That's true. And if you think you don't have enough, or if you think you do have enough, ladies, have much like Lou. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. We're so after dark today. <laughs> <laughs> so much after if dark. If you think happening. you got enough, add a couple more. Add a couple more. Just a couple more. Does that also apply to fingers? 
I mean, everyone has a five minute timeout. <laughs> All right. I would like to point out she took it there this time. It wasn't me. Beatrice did it. It wasn't me. I mean, you set her up and she hit it over the fence. So I think it's you. You opened that door. Oh, yes, I, I did. I had the assist. <laughs> All right. This month, we decided to rejoin the Marvel Universe post-Civil War II and see how Carol Danvers is holding up. We read Mighty Captain Marvel Volume 1 by Margaret Stoll and Ramon Rosanis. In it, we see Carol still reeling from the events of the latest Marvel crossover, leaving friends dead or lost to her, while her popularity with those not in costume has soared to an all-time high. She's left Earth and her problems behind to command the Alpha Flight Space Station, the first line of defense from the universe's greatest threats. What did we think? I hate that it's called Alpha Flight because that's the name of a comic run that I well, really liked about Canadian superheroes. Okay, if you liked it so much, though, did you recognize that the Canadian superheroes were in the space station with her? No. <laughs> yeah, that was my assumption was that the, the space Why station Why is was it called Alpha Flight after Alpha Flight? Because Alpha Flight is up there. It's like being the Avengers space station. But why would... Okay, so then my question is, why do the Canadian superheroes get to name the World Protective Space Station? Because they're on it. So did they station. build it? I was think. it their idea? So yeah. So why, why do you assume not? I don't know. <laughs> I know. It's like where, why are we here? being so aggressive? I'm now understanding a little bit more about like Sasquatch being up there. <laughs> I didn't really get it before, but why now is I Tony get it. Stark in the Avengers Tower? It's literally his tower. He built that tower. Right. Avengers Mansion is his mansion, isn't it? Alpha Flights. Like I feel. I, feel I guess like I didn't know that that was Alpha Flight. And I didn't know that it was their station. So, yeah, that was my assumption. But then how did she become leader of a Canadian space station? Oh, uh, because the Avengers don't want her. Oh, is she in fight. trouble? Oh. I didn't read Civil War 2. Because okay. Oh, stupid. yeah, man. She. Oh, that's where mm, she was the bad guy, she, right? She got into a fight with everybody. She right. was basically, in Civil War 2, she's the Tony Stark figure. Of Civil mm-hmm. War to where To where it's like. I, so I, I read a little summary of it. Because, sorry, listeners, no one read oh, Civil War 2. I, I did. Except for B. Then you go ahead and uh, give us a little summary. Oh, yeah. There's there's a mutant who can see the future. So it's like Minority Report. But there's a question of how much trust you put in somebody who sees the future. And the morality and the of... morality of acting on that before the events come to pass. Right. Especially when he, the one of the visions he has is Miles Morales, Spider-Man, murdering Captain America, like, on the steps of the White House. And if, and so Miles is like, I would, I would never, never do that? do that thing. But this is way before we found out that Steve is actually a fucking Nazi. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, maybe he just kills Nazi Cap, in mm-hmm. which case, fine with it. <laughs> this is why you can't make assumptions about future prophecies. Right. No. There's always some shit that you don't know. Because you, you don't know the context. You don't know what's also, going it, on. It could have been Steve the Scroll. Yeah. Like, it could have been. Uh, both of them could have been scrolls, yes. Or it could have been an alternate timeline. So like, Carol's on the side of killing? No. So Carol is on the side of we should use this guy, and everybody else is like we we should we should investigate it more. We should blah blah blah. We should not just take what he says as gospel. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, no, this is our chance to get ahead and be proactive instead of reactive to all the bad shit that happens. Um, but he has like a vision of. Thanos attacking and so they go and they basically go pick a fight with Thanos and that's how Rhodey dies that's how Jennifer Walters ends up in a coma that and so there's like all this terrible shit that happens and after that after she basically gets Rhodey killed that's when Tony's like fuck you yeah that makes sense to me yeah Rhodey is Tony's best friend yeah Mm -hmm. but and so I guess at the end of everything she kind of comes out looking like she's done well for the public but everyone kind of behind the scenes in the superhero universe no. is kind of like girl you fucked up yeah, yeah. because she's because she's very much on the side of the ends are going to justify the means here Ooh. and when the ends are getting all your friends killed it's not so great yeah, yeah. well and also because that's um it was based on his intel that um that's how bruce banner gets shot in the face and how tony ends up in a coma. oh my tony god and, and, and because then, he saw bruce banner going crazy and so they preemptively took him out yeah Fuck off, Carol Danvers. Yeah, and so so now not only is Rhodey dead. Right, now I'm mad. Bruce is dead. Tony's in a coma. Might never wake up. Um, yeah, Jennifer Walters ended up in a coma. She's okay now, but she's like super fucked up. Right. That's when we read. Uh, yeah. We read Hulk. Hulk. So anyway, I just thought that was a very interesting choice for Marvel to do in the comics right before they're about to make do a the major movie. franchise. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I 
I I really did not care for their characterization of her. It was even it was even worse than the way they wrote Tony in the original Civil War because in that it at least felt true to his character Mm -hmm. that it was some shitty decisions and whether or not if he was a real person this is actually a way in which he would act that's debatable but it was built from a foundation of character traits that had that were already pre-existing that he's like i know better than everyone else i can make this call and i can take this bullet for everyone else i will be the bad guy and sacrifice that because that's that's very tony Mm -hmm. Um, but the stuff that Carol does in here, the decisions that she makes and the things that she says, a lot of times just felt really out of character for me. It felt more like they wanted her to be a player in, in the big Avengers universe. And Mm -hmm. yet they set her up in a way that like someone has to play this. I guess we'll pick her more than this is what she would choose as the character that we knew her. I'm going to tell you, I'm not that shocked that Hollywood doesn't know how to handle a female superhero and basically shot her franchise in the foot before it even got off the ground. Well, I mean, it's hard to blame Hollywood for this. I blame Marvel. Whoever. I don't care. (laughs) Men, 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 men producers of films have, shot her in the foot yeah. before she even yeah. so my, got to the filming of her film. So my understanding of this series going in is kind of, all right, so we need, we need well, this to was, be what gets people to the theaters in two years. Right. And so I was like, okay, I knew that how they treated her. Because I, I read a little bit of Civil War, but I kind of noped the fuck out of it mm-hmm. pretty uh, mm-hmm. early. I read like two issues. <laughs> well, yeah, I was, I was in it and I... The co- a lot like the original Civil War, the the core question that we're talking about, I actually find very interesting. Mm-hmm. About you, you exist in a universe where magic is real, and all people have all these crazy powers. And in that universe, if somebody says, "I can see the future," and through that, we can stop bad things from happening, and what are the ethical ramifications of that? Sort of like, um, um, on like on on the show Person of Interest, when you have a machine that can see everything mm-hmm. and basically predict the future. But in order to get there, we are violating everyone's personal privacy. Mm-hmm. Like, is that ethically okay if we're saving lives? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's a great question, mm-hmm. right? Obviously. Um, but, of course, the way that they always treat, when you try to answer those sort of unanswerable questions, mm-hmm. right, a lot of the time you get to a place where the storytelling has to be more black and white than it should be. Mm-hmm. Well, and because right. there, there's always a difference between superhero world and the real world like the question in civil war the original civil war is um shouldn't we have people who basically have who are basically walking weapons shouldn't we know who they are shouldn't they be registered with the government no and i'm like okay. sorry so yeah so i mean lists of with people's names on them generally always bad yeah but the idea that maybe we these people should be trained you know mm-hmm. i like i like that idea and there's there's some good questions in there and if this was reality in which being a vigilante is actually illegal i would be opposed to vigilante justice generally but in the superhero world, that is just a fact. That is just a fact of life, is that vigilante superheroes exist. Some with the law, some very outside the law. Well, and always with the big crossover things, I think it ends up, the question is so interesting, and yet somewhere a little past halfway of the events, the question becomes irrelevant. It's about the sides you take and some event that happens in the middle of the event where it kind of it, it stops being about the debate and now it's about these people battling each other. But it's just about the punchy punch. Yeah, and it's like you lose, like they're afraid to really take a stand. And it becomes clear one side's right and one side's wrong. And that's yes. cheating. Yeah. Well, and it's just because in the real world, those kind of questions are never going to be black and white. So yeah. You can't have one person on one side. and You know what I mean? Like no one's ever going to be like, yes, that person knows exactly. Because mm-hmm. the thing is, it's like she's dealt with enough future seers that she knows it doesn't always happen the way mm-hmm. you think it's going to happen. Yeah. So anyway, so we pick up there. Yeah. Um, Several months later, we'll say. And, and she's, she's hiding. And, and I'll yes. be completely honest and say that I had a very hard time getting through this. Um. I chose midway through to go do my laundry. <laughs> I feel like that's like a really bad sign is if you have a piece of entertainment media and you choose to do laundry instead of finish it. That's not great. Laundry's stupid. Laundry's Nobody awful. likes doing laundry. Laundry is needy yeah. and awful. Needy and, and awful. And there's so many steps and it like you have to do it and you hate it. No one chooses that over something. I did. Fun. Yeah, I did. I, I chose it. I chose not a good laundry. sign for the mighty Captain Marvel. I have to say, I was also not super fond of this version. And I was definitely 
it was a little harder for me to get into as well, but I also was taking a grain of salt. I think it was her first comic because she's a novel. She's a she's a she writes books. She wrote some of the Black Widow novelizations. Which I also and, did not enjoy and so. other novels and stuff like that. And also, I, I think, yeah, I have to say I I was very excited about that Black Widow novel, mm-hmm. and I I didn't I didn't did care for it either. It just wasn't for me. Yeah, and I think following Kelly Sue is so. I think hard. this is what this is what hit me is that. The writing for me was a little choppy and I can chalk that up to she's used to writing full prose novels, right? So, so just the dialogue is probably tough Mm -hmm. and inside brain stuff is tough, but I didn't really like the writing. I didn't really like the way she characterized Carol because I kept looking for Kelly Sue's Carol. Like I knew who that was. I knew who Carol Danvers was when Kelly Sue was writing her. And Liz Carroll just was a different fucking version of herself every page. It was a different, like one page she's really serious and depressed. And the next page she's flippant and being silly with her team. And the next page she's shooting like puns at an ice monster like she's fucking Spider-Man. And I was like, I don't like it. I didn't, I didn't know who she was. I I think I just, I didn't really, my my two biggest complaints were that I didn't really like the story. The actual meat of the plot I found both confusing and boring it was, very, times. it was very tropey it's like a thing we've seen a thousand times yeah what? and that my my second thing was that it didn't feel like carol to me it felt very generic superhero like you could have put anyone. anyone in that space for me it felt like this weird fan fiction which is so ironic because there was so much fan fiction happening yeah um, it was it was it was written very aware of what came before it and it yeah, felt, all the carol core stuff it didn't feel like an homage to me it kind of felt like a dig almost well and I- I guess for I didn't me, like it. I didn't feel that. I thought that it was trying to be like a, a shout out to the Carol Corps and really kind of try to reel them in and, you know, and be like, hey, this is the same Carol because I'm sure they were all pissed after Civil War. Um, <laughs> if that was your main fandom, I'm sorry. Right. Um, and but I also feel like it. I mean, I think you were hitting on something on the head, too, is it didn't know what kind of story it wanted to be. And, and I think that it takes a really good seasoned writer to be able to go back from, to put in humor in something that is um, serious and then also still have a playfulness to something that's serious. And she does not hit that note very well. Well, I mean, coming off of, of civil war two where really bad things happen. I think I went into this hoping that it was going to be like um, the Jennifer Walters Hulk where we sort of see her trying to or put like together Iron pieces Man of her 3, life. Yeah. Where she's yeah. he's recovering from Avengers. From yeah, some sort of dealing with her post traumatic stress. And I and so I liked the very beginning of this where we yeah, see her opened with it. Yeah, where she's going to therapy but she won't connect. Mm-hmm. And I, w- I think I, w- I wanted more of that and less space fighting. Well, I guess we- so. But for me, though, I still don't think Carol is Carol that person who hangs up on someone because no. she's like, no, I'm the hero. No, I'm the hero. No. Like that whole like, like beginning when she's talking to the psychologist. I, I always thought that, I mean, the way that I read Carol was she was introspective. She understood who she was and what she wanted and, and that stuff. And I get that maybe when you make huge mistakes like that, it's hard to be introspective. But I never pictured her as someone who's like, oh, no, I have to be in charge. I have to punch planets. I have to. And that. Well, we read that one that team up with like all the, the women superheroes who teamed yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And she legitimately was like, I don't want to be in charge. I'm in charge of my own book. Yeah, uh, A Force. Yeah, in A Force, she she. Yeah, and so like, it was just strange for me. Two other girls were like, fighting. And she no, no, no I out. have to punch asteroids, and you know, having that whole conversation that was so. I mean, she's always had that light air of arrogance that I think you associate with, like you know, your Air Force pilots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they have. But yeah, there's been, a difference. But there's yeah, yeah. the nuance. There's a difference between being being militaristically arrogant, where she's an Air Force pilot, she's the best of the best, she was in NASA, she's an astronaut, versus. I refuse to listen to anyone because I have to be the best. I think the the way that she was before is she just knew she was the best. Well, and I always thought that she did gain strength from people around her. Like yes. she always she always had, has a really good team. She yeah. always had a team of people that helped her. And, and that's what I liked. I liked at the beginning. Yeah, I think I think the first issue. I think it must have been zero. Mm-hmm. I thought was the strongest of the run. Yes, because you know having her really reflect and maybe I mean it could have been something I missed in different comics, but 
um, reflect on her choices and really examine them. And, and, and when she mm-hmm. apologized to Jessica Drew, you know, yes. she apologized, but it, she didn't she really. really apologize for anything. She literally said it, maybe not in the words, but my tone is apologetic. And I went, motherfucker, what? Because it was treated as a joke in the end. And I think they just wanted to have Jess around. But, but like... Carol was definitely in the wrong. Like, this wasn't a situation where you had two friends who were fighting and both of you were right and both of you were wrong. Carol was was wrong. And she owes her friend a real apology. And I do feel like the Carol Danvers of, you know, in Kelly Sue Arrow is the person who can apologize. Yeah. I'm not, you know, and, yeah. and it's always it's always tough going from one writer to another because everybody has their own different version of uh, I was who, how they exist, and it's harder even for us because Kelly really Kelly Sue really created the version of Carol that we love. Well, yeah, she did what Brie Baker did for Captain America in mm-hmm. the '90s. Is she really or '80s or whatever? She brought him brought Carol 2000s. back to us. Oh, yeah, I think that was like 2005. Brie Baker, whatever, <laughs> not <laughs> Kelly, but Brie Baker brings yeah, back yeah, Cap. Yeah, yeah. She did what. The same thing. She brought Carol mm-hmm. to the forefront. She made her someone who could be big and start a whole movement. And then Carol, of course, and this and this. And so it's tough for Margaret Stoll to pick that up. But like, I, she just has do better. Like, well, I'm s- I mean, <laughs> I don't know. And, and, and like it read like some of the stuff and like, you know, being from Boston and how heavy Boston it was. And ha- like the, 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 the Spock and Kirk thing. It's like, it, I, I was wondering if it was stuff that was kind of insert. I mean, I know she's always been from Boston, but I've never felt the that much heavy-handedness of Boston. I actually didn't even know she was from Boston. I didn't know that either. I wrote that in my notes. Did we know she was from Boston? I well, think she's it, called Bean. Yeah. Okay, I, I mean, that's also brand new. And I will, uh, yeah, I don't know. And I also thought that the whole, like, shapeshifter i really genuinely feel like the shapeshifter bad guy was literally so that we can have a carol fighting a carol yep. so that she could decide that she likes herself again and it just felt very it was heavy-handed yeah. it was so heavy-handed and and the thing is is like and it's so hard because we love kelly sue so much and i get right. it but kelly sue writes in a way that makes you want to be better yeah. like there's something that she like reaches inside of that you very first and novel. feels like that higher faster yeah, stronger first, yeah. and and every time she used those words it was like kneels on a chalkboard for yep. me because i'm like you don't understand what same. that meant like yeah. I, I i like yeah in my soul it just felt like you didn't get that if you're using it so flippantly yeah you know it didn't feel well and she had the same kind of thing she was trying to do the same stuff with carol like when she burst through the clouds and she's like this is my glass i'm like this, this is my glass ceiling icky yeah like, like it's just it's heavy-handed where kelly sue was more delicate and kelly sue's use of metaphor i think was just better yeah and it just felt and again she's new to comics so maybe that's it but if she's a novel writer she should understand metaphor this is my glass ceiling and like, it doesn't even on. have any relevance to what it they did, were yeah. you know there's a whole different kind of a Whereas, problem like, for women. kelly built up to those moments right yeah. like the whole issue was kind of at its core about whatever we were going to discover right by the end you know whatever and n- the glass ceiling thing like it what are you talking about weird. like it didn't have anything to do with what what yeah yeah so um, the TV show was just lame. I think it was supposed to be funny. The TV show was supposed to be funny, but it was awful. It was like that's it was how pretty TV gross. shows work. You sign up, you sign off what your your image rights, and, and then you, you move on. And then maybe they can have a scene where they're watching it together and laughing and just being like, "Oh my god, look at this image, whatever." But yeah. it, it was so forced like and ex- so like that. That show's supposed to fund the space station. No. A that would never happen. And B like, how much does it cost to like bring the thing all is, those people up to the space station to film a scene? That was that the dumbest thing I'd ever happen. seen. When they were like, they just showed up. I was like, that is no. so ridiculous. You would you would never take your actors into literal space. Like no, they, will cover they that. could die. Yeah, no. Most times they won't even let the, the the real actors. They won't even let them get on a horse. <laughs> no, they can't do. They can't ride motorcycles. They can't ride horses. They can't go snowboarding. Also, you know, you're not going into money? space. No, space. The stations? insurance liability. Good God. Space stations cost billions yeah. of dollars. No, you don't make that a off a TV television show, show. Is never going to make billions of dollars. No. You're lucky if you make any money. Um, yeah. I also I just had one quick thing. I also didn't really like the art. It felt like it was someone trying to be someone else. Like they were trying to like be a comic book artist, yeah. but they weren't. And like my biggest problem was I like I like her hair a lot. She's got the Kelly Sue hair. Um, but it's like the artist thought with a haircut like that, she should look more like a man. I don't know. She had this really like lanterny jaw yeah. and Half the time, I love the hair, but then I was like, why is she so masculine? Like, you can't be feminine or built like a woman who's, 
you know, yeah. tall and lanky like an Air Force person and also have that haircut. Like, it just, I didn't like the art at all. I thought the faces were weird and I thought it was, it almost felt a little, like, not sharp enough. Like I thought it was, it was lazy. completely awkward, too, that, like, her second in command was, like, in charge of her fan club and had, like, heart eyes at one point. And then, like, asked for her autograph. I you was work like, together. I'm like, I don't get, I'm and like, it was such a weird tone, like, in the first episode like issue like like she was so business like with mm-hmm. Wendy, i think yeah. her name was yeah. and like in the first several pages and you're like fine they're talking business and all of a sudden like give me your autograph well, no, wait a minute is this wendy from kelly sue's i don't think so no, wendy no, 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 okay so. no be. but when Maybe? yeah because i no. think i think that was Maybe. where i'm just saying make, it, make, it wouldn't make sense doesn't make any sense all right it, it was weird for me because Maybe. because like you said there was that really abrupt shift where they they changed the art style and it goes all chibi when she turns to her with with literal heart eyes and the feeling that you get from from Wendy looking at directly at camera with those is you get the feeling of heavy sigh of this is a thing I must endure as a famous person and it doesn't make it feel endearing to be the one with the heart eyes mm. so that for me was the that was that was really yeah. the only moment where it felt um, more prickly towards the fan club. All the rest of the time, it was like, you know, more like Carol accepting that this is a part of her life. Mm-hmm. That it was that one moment where it was like, <sighs> well, also no joke. That girl was very. It felt kind of attacky to me toward fans. Mm-hmm. She does the fan fiction and she does the fan club and she does this. And she does. She's obviously a fan. And then like she meets a boy and completely turns into like the most unprofessional person I've ever seen in my entire life. Like this is a guy who's a science dude here to help you out. And she can't get out more than, Oh my, you're so smart with heart eyes and like, shit. Girl, like you got stationed on what, a the, space station. what the yeah, fuck and are I just you doing? Don't understand. Like I just, I didn't appreciate it. it was her again with like, the heart eyes. Like Carol has always on, had a man. team where she works with people and she's like, you know what I mean? And she gains things from them and they all work Together, together and all of a sudden the person on the space station is an idiot yeah i didn't and like it you know, like I don't, I don't know. she's just dumb because she's a girl and she saw a boy and she, she's, she's, she's a, a fan, fan and she writes fanfic so obviously she can't be a professional i think well it, it also might As be a fanfic person i'm offended well no, i i'm deeply. a little defensive because i c- came out of the supernatural fandom and that show does not treat its fans well no and so i'm just like anytime it's crazy because so- it's the only reason it's in season fucking 40 is because <laughs> a bunch of ladies like that fucking show I'm fine, and because we're of salty tonight. Fan fiction, yeah. yeah. So Honestly, that show wouldn't be around. It wouldn't. No, I'm so angry. If Tumblr didn't exist, that show wouldn't exist. Exactly. Correct. So yeah. So anytime somebody starts within the canon talking about its own fans, like my hackles immediately go up. Well, you, sometimes it can be handled well. This did not handle it well. Well, no. There was actually that. Um, there was a an issue of Captain Marvel. Um, during the Kelly Sue run where the the cover art was all Carol Core people. Yeah. And they did actual like um, comic book representations of real people. Yeah, I remember. That was so and great. that was great. Mm-hmm. I loved that. Right. I, I guess I just don't even... I'm not a huge person who loves... Um, what's that called? Like third wall or whatever. Fourth wall. Fourth break, wall. Break the fourth wall. I don't like it when they break the fourth wall for the most part. Like occasionally it's done well, but it's so hard to do well that for the most part I'm just like... Eh. I actually love when they do it, and they did not do it well here. Yeah, I love. That's one of the reasons I love Deadpool. Well, that's doing it almost like so far breaking the fourth wall that it's almost like you're yeah. not even breaking it at all anymore. And I guess this isn't that's even true. really breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, it was just. It just felt. It felt like I think they were trying to go for something, and they just didn't do anything well. And I'm just bummed out that this is who's doing Captain Marvel now. Yeah, I think it was a really, really difficult spot to come into. Agreed. And I think some really. of the execution was done. And I mean, you know, we shouldn't be pandered to. And I think no. it's it's I think it's especially hard for us coming from something we loved so much. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we loved it real hard. So and it I was think, always gonna be difficult to follow that. And I think yeah. coming fresh, it might be a little bit of a different perspective and, and maybe sure. to a different I mean I d I don't know. I just feel and like And the characters in a weird place. Yeah. So I mean I think it's one of those that 
that I mean, it's we'll rare have that all to see, I guess. it's rare that all four of us are really negative yeah. on the same thing, and I think, but we're all coming from the same place with this character. Well, and even like, I mean, it's been so long since I we read Kelly Sue's. I honestly, I did. really, I did to because like because we have a like connection. But even though it's it's been, for me, it's been forever. So whatever, maybe I wouldn't. Maybe I would have ended up liking it. But there was so much about it I couldn't get behind. Yeah, just not connecting. And I didn't think that. Black Widow was done well. I don't think that Tr- Jessica Drew was written all that well either. I, mean, I just I think nobody it, did. It. The only one that made any sense was the Tony AI. That's actually true. I thought the Tony like, AI. He was, he was on, on point. He was on point. It's true. Spot Everything on. else was like it was <sighs> like like a couple degrees to full on like ninety degrees off. And I and just you know couldn't. I think that it comes from I think t- Tony Stark is probably the in the general public's eye the most easily captured character right mm-hmm. and i think if someone writes you a page of notes on a character and says here you go um that's about right. i mean i don't know how much research i mean but she wrote the black widow novel so she i mean she should be better at black widow yeah. i don't know just read the kelly sue ones or not and i mean you have to assume she did right you know there's a lot of winks and stuff the, so there is ha- a lot of winks it's hard it's hard to write in the same tone as something even if you love it so yeah but i think we're not asking for the same tone just like know who carol is i think kelly just really got who carol was or who carol needed to be and i think this person tried but it's just like this terrible not as good version yeah well it's 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 tough and i feel like usually what what works for me when i'm going from one writer to another is if you just you have to do a complete tonal Mm -hmm. shift yeah Mm -hmm. and i feel like what worked so well um uh, like i'm gonna i'm gonna reference the jennifer walters hulk again going from the last she hulk run it had a very distinctive art style that i really liked and it was it was very uh, it reminded me a lot of the fraction hawkeye Mm -hmm. um very simplistic cartoony um, and so then going from that to Hulk, it was much more serious, mm-hmm. much more realistic, very vibrant colors. And I feel like that helps you separate out your voice. Right. But this almost looked like artistically even they were trying to double what Kelly had done. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's such, I mean, even the writing was trying to be Kelly and maybe Margaret needs to just be herself. You should just try harder to be Margaret. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If anyway. I mean, I've never read anything else except for, well, I didn't like the Black Widow novel either, so. So, yeah. listeners, obviously, um, if you have thoughts that you'd like to share with us <laughs> yeah. on this run. Would, honestly, if if you ha- didn't read the Kelly Sue run and you did read this one and you really liked it, Talk please us. let us know. We would love to hear your perspective. We want I want to really like, like it. I really want to like it. So, yeah. if you like it, please let us know. Tell us if we should keep reading we, if we, you read on. We are sorry that we shit on it for so long. <laughs> It's tough. It's um, tough. Also, if you haven't read the Kelly Sue run of Captain Marvel, like run. go get it right now. Just buy it because you also won't be sorry. A couple episodes on it if yeah, you'd like do. to yeah, hear us talk up. about it. We'll uh, we'll link to them in the show notes. That we will. And now, ladies, <gasps> who among you? Oh no! Oh god! Can take on a commanding three to nothing lead. Oh, oh shit, son! She's gonna fucking uh, black poison uh, us. Uh, she is. Black She's poison. Gonna- <laughs> I did it wrong, but I don't care. They're in the desert. They can't see. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this week or this <laughs> month, even <laughs> if we did this weekly, we'd all lose our minds. <laughs> We're gonna test your foreign language skills in a game I like to call Lost in Translation. So uh, is this a new game? Yes. Oh my goodness. Ooh. We'll probably oh, only play dang. it once. We'll see how it goes. I'm not really sure All right. how it's going to work. Cool, 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 cool. But so much editing in my future. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. But I think we're going to do it free for all because I prefer that format because it's quicker. And it's Are more we just sh- yelling? Yeah, it's more cutthroat. Should okay. we shoot our hands up into the air? No. Listeners can't just okay. yell the answer. Okay, you guys, you got you to gotta move your just mics like you away care. from your faces. <laughs> all right, so uh, uh, I've compiled. Stop panting. All right, so I've compiled a list of hero names translated back into English after being translated into another language. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is going to be amazing. So I'm going to give you the translated name. Or we're all super racist. <laughs> and, we'll find out. And the language, and then you give me the hero name. I would okay. like to preemptively apologize yes. on it's, behalf yes. of all of Everyone. the white people at this table. I, I, it's I, all of us. It's all of us. I mean, I think we did okay when we compiled this, that you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be too bad. Okay. All right? So first, one to eight correct answers wins. If we don't get to eight with the hero names, we've got some bonus categories. Oh, oh, dang! So starting uh, at the top of the list, as you know, you do. So 
I'll give Jackie a second to compose herself. <laughs> <You're dying. laughs> okay. Too much the cheat light switch raves. <laughs> All right. So mm. translated from the Cantonese, and I'm going to give you guys the Cantonese. The Cantonese. We've already lost it. The racism <laughs> game. <laughs> um, I'm also going to give you the um, publisher just to okay help out a little that'll bit. help us from Cantonese in Marvel. Evil God. Loki. Oh, fuck. Correct. Damn it. Okay, from Hong Kong Comics, also Marvel, The Green Giant. Hulk! Yes, ma'am. <laughs> uh, Marvel Germany, The Iron One. Iron, Iron Man. Man! Everyone gets a point. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh-oh, guys. Lean back. Lean uh, back. Marvel? Lean back. From French, Tornado. Thor? No. Um, Storm. Correct. From Brazilian Portuguese, Vampira. Marvel. Vampirella? No. Dracula? No. Blade. You already answered wrong. Damn it. Blade. (laughs) (laughs) And no, it's Rogue. Rogue. Oh. Oh, because she sucks other people's stuff. Uh Uh-huh. She sure does. (laughs) Okay, phrasing. I heard heard it. I heard it. That's not what I... Marvel from Spanish. These are mostly Marvel guys. Um, from Spanish, Dan Defender. Dan Defender. Yep. Who's Dan? <laughs> it doesn't. It's not gonna help. It's not. Is Dan. it like on Defender? <laughs> no. Are there like? It's like Dan uh, Defender. Mister Fantastic. No. Is it the Defenders? No. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, husband of Denise Defender. <laughs> Correct. Fa- father of Dennis Defender? <laughs> no idea. And Dora uh, Defender. That's Daredevil. Ah, uh, what? What? I, 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 you know. In yeah. Spanish, it, how is there no, okay. It's I don't not know. directly Diablo. translated. That's yeah, like Diablo. That's with, the fun. It's Dare in Spanish. It's not directly translated. All Blank right. Diablo. All right. <clears throat> Cantonese. Diablo de Dare. Marvel. Laser Eye. Cyclops. Yep. Damn it. Oh. Oh, I threw out my shoulder. All right. <laughs> Cantonese again. Uh, DC, magical woman hero. Wonder, Wonder Woman. woman. <laughs> I love magical wo- woman hero. Yes. Um, DC, Swedish, the leather patch. The leather patch. You said DC? Uh-huh. Um, I'm doing it. Batman? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said it, and I was like, I was no. waiting, and I was like, I'll just, I'll just take that. I... Yeah. The leather patch. Um, DC French, the mysterious man. Superman. Mysterio. No and no. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mysterious man. God, I don't care. <laughs> uh, Riddler. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. You should tell us this, uh, if it's a good guy or a bad guy. All right. Next time. Um, <laughs> uh, in Norwegian Marvel, Night Creeper. Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. That's right. Damn it. Uh, in Portuguese, DC, Archer Hawk. Wait, Hawk. no. Green Arrow? No, you, Hawkeye. You said DC. I did, but you're right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Hawkeye, but she said DC. I was going to say Hawkman. One of them arrow guys. Ooh, Hawkman is DC. All right. Currently, uh, the score is, uh, so it's five to three to three, Monica, Jackie to B. So. Boom, boom, Here we boom. go, ladies. This is my favorite one, even though it makes the least sense. Spanish, <laughs> Marvel, villain, Albert the Hungry. You said Marvel? I did. Albert the Juggernaut? Hungry. Nope. It's a villain. So. Albert um, the Hungry. <laughs> Look at your face. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, so I, I just keep going to fat guys. <laughs> I'm literally, I have two in my head. I don't know one, I don't know which one to pick. Well, pick one of them. Kingpin? No. Um, that was going to be my second guess. Nope. I don't know. It, wait, wait. Is it? The Blob. Isn't there a guy who's there, a Blob? There is the Blob. There is, but that's not it. His, it's Galactus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Why Albert? <laughs> See, now I need that, like, framed over a picture Al- of Galactus. Albert the Hungry. Oh. Albert the Hungry. That sounds like something that his mom put on his lunchbox. I bet she was pronounced <laughs> Albert, too. <laughs> Albert. Like Voldemort. <laughs> Do you know in, like, the first two books is Voldemort, and then the rest of them is Voldemort. 
Well, technically, J.K. Rowling, she's like, I'm I the only know. one who says Voldemort. Well, they, they do pronounce it that way in the first audiobook. That's right? what I'm saying. The first uh, couple audiobooks is Voldemort, the French, and then after that, it's full on Voldemort. Because you know what? Because well, the whole America world took it. Yeah, yeah, we took it. We made it our own, and the T must be stated. That's anyway, focus. All right. Um, From the Swedish, DC, the Steel Man. You said DC? Oh, um, Cyborg? Cyborg. Fuck. God damn it. No. Oh, oh it's oh, not. Oh, oh, it's Superman. Yeah. <laughs> the Man of Steel, bro. I'm glad you guys got to Cyborg before me, because that's what I was going to get. All right, Marvel, Chinese, Unbreakable Metal Wolf. Wolverine. Man, <gasps> I like cool. that. Breakable metal wolf. Again, second, the second she said wolf, damn it. Again from Chinese. I don't know if it's Cantonese or Mandarin. My apologies. Uh, Marvel, King of Ten Thousand Magnets. Magneto. Magneto! <laughs> that's a that's a point for everybody. No, she didn't I guess did, it. I didn't say it. Oh, just point. me and Jackie. Yeah. <laughs> Up right, top, good. bud. That puts Monica at seven points. I'm just warning you. Oh, what are me and Jackie at? Uh, both at four. Okay. No. Pull it together. We're combining. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like win. that. I don't like together it at all. All right, and then these are just direct trans or not translated because it made me laugh. Swedish, uh, DC, Vattenmanen. Vattenmanen. Yeah, you said DC. I did. Good guy or villain? Good guy. Uh, Blue Beetle. <laughs> wow, that's a reach. <laughs> like I don't know what Swedish is Vat- for anything. Vatman. You said good guy. Good guy. DC. Um, is he top tier? It's a man or a B C. Top tier. A minus. It's a man. Night- Have we said him yet? No. Nightwing. No. Oh, it's Aquaman. Yes, it is. Vatten. Vatten. Vatten man. Okay. I have no idea. I have bad news <laughs> for yeah. everyone. I want. But let's do some more. Yo, for fun. Let's do some more. I um, like Vatenman. I figured that out because I know a little German. A little no bit of none. German. All right. Um, from Brazilian Portuguese, this is a Hogwarts house. Lufa Lufa. Hufflepuff. <laughs> Hufflepuff. Absolutely. Lufa Lufa. Yep. 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 And um, in French, it's like, Souvoplay. Souvoplaf. Souvoplaf? I don't remember, but it's something I like Lufa Lufa. Yeah, I do too. Uh, again, in Brazilian Portuguese, uh, 11 men in a secret. That sounds like a porno I watched. <laughs> <laughs> is that Ocean's what? Eleven? Ocean's <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> um, from Greece, very hard to die. <laughs> die hard? From Spain, <coughs> the Jungle 2 Red Alert. The Jungle 2 Red Alert. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. What is it? It's Die Hard 2. <laughs> <laughs> it's set in the snow in an airport. There's no jungle. There's no jungle. The only thing that fits is Red Alert. All right. And finally from Italy. Mom, I missed the plane. Home Alone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, that was fun. I say that should be a staple. That was great. I mean. Mostly because I won. I mean, there's only so You're many. You're a monster. <laughs> Vattenmanen. Vattenmanen. Oh, the, the flash in Swedish was Blixten. <laughs> <laughs> I would have gotten that. <laughs> Blixten! <laughs> you would have guessed a fucking reindeer. Yeah, he's totally reindeer. Blixten! Blixten. Blixten. Rudolph! <sighs> All right, listeners, we welcome any and all commentary, so if you'd like to ask us a question, send in a note, or deconstruct the Targaryen family tree with us, please it's drop a shrub. us a line at getinterrupted at gmail.com. <laughs> You can give us a follow on Twitter at Get Interrupted, find and review us on iTunes, or check us out on the mothership, notlg.com, where you can listen to us and many other fine audio diversions. Many thanks to the Y-Axis for our intro and outro music, and Amy Watkins of Power Up Collage and Suze McNally for all the art you see on our social media. Join us next month as we read Slam by Pamela Ribbon. Whoop! That's all for us this month. Thanks for listening, and remember... Yes, no. Snacks, 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 sn